0: We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope, so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And
1: I'm Bree. And, and we, we are telling, telling On Ourselves. Telling, telling,
2: telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves, telling on ourselves, telling on
0: ourselves, telling
2: telling, 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 telling on ourselves.
0: Woohoo. That was nice. Yeah. We have given up the ghost on trying to figure out which episode it is because...
2: I think it's like 26 or 7. We're 20-somethings. Yeah. Yeah, we're 20-somethings. And 20-somethings don't know what the heck's going on, so... That's what we were just... We were having a
0: pre-show conversation about the decades and our experiences, and Bree said, I don't really remember much from my 20s. I'm like, I think that's what... Twenties are four. right. Twenties are for being wasted. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what else we just didn't talk about in the pre-show? What first thought wrong?
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> we didn't talk
2: about. First and I think wrong. I have one, but for okay. some reason I can't remember it. So I'm. Uh, let's. Uh, I can do it. Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay, it's from good. the
0: workshop last week. Okay. And, and remember I said, I'll keep this other one in reserve in case we ever need it. And literally while we were singing, I'm like, we didn't talk about First Thought Wrong. I didn't even think about we it. Had, we had some show business to cover. Show business. business. Like show business. <laughs> There's no business. Like, like show business.
2: business. Like no, no business. I know. And then
0: we just kind of spaced the, you know, our, our foundation of the show. Okay. Well, let it rip. I'm going to let it roll on out. So we did a workshop a week ago yesterday on meditation and um, it was you know it went beautifully but for me because I can only speak for myself there's a lot of stress involved um, with getting there doing it and then when it's over you have like this real high energy and you're all excited and then we had divided up uh, our responsibilities for before, during, and after setup, clean up, cleanup, all that kind of stuff. And I was doing the clean up because I like to do the clean up and I have lots of experience from cleaning it up, clean it up. So I was all engaged in the kitchen area and over there. And I look up and the room is empty except for like four people. Everything is gone. They've carried and I missed all of it. First of all, so I was feeling a little bit, you know, angsty about I didn't help with carrying stuff out like I needed to. And then the few things that I brought were somewhere, and I think it was Vicky. it was on a table, and she's like, Lynn, are these years? I'm like, yeah, I'll get it in just a second. She's like, no, I'm just going to move it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll get it in a second. In my head, I'm thinking, your shit's in the way, and we're trying to get the rest of the stuff put away. Why don't you take care
2: of it? And I was thinking, I need to take care of Lynn's stuff so nobody grabs it. Yes. Well, that's so nice, because I was freaking out about people taking my stuff. <laughs> like, in, maybe that yeah. was my
1: first thought wrong. <laughs> I was like... I brought three things. I better get those three things back.
0: Well, it, it kept escalating. So then I'm getting another thing, and I see my ship moved again. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get to it. And I'm, you know, when you're feeling... Um, like you're not doing something right. What? How does it come out as anger? But it does. And then Vicky said again, Lynn, I'm just trying to help you. I'm like, well, I'm sorry my stuff is in the way. And she's like, it's not. I don't it. care. It's okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. And she's like, if this is just a little codependent
2: thing. You're going to get past it. That's I, hysterical. You said that. I, I, I did. She, she told, called you out. I said, you're being I, a good codependent right now, and it's okay. You're not. And anything. I had to take
0: a, take a big, deep breath and go, Okay, it wasn't about me not doing what I was supposed to do. It was really just people trying to
2: help me, and I couldn't let them. Because
0: I was all about thinking, oh, God, I didn't take care of my stuff, and now someone else has to pick up after me.
2: Well, (laughs) here's the thing. Bree's going to tell us what she thinks. You were cleaning up, and you were helping. So we saw that. But I wasn't taking care of my stuff. I know it, it, again. You know, again, first thought wrong. We're family. I want to. I want to read this thing that I got from a very dear friend of mine named Lynn, and it's um not it's- me. It's called, yes, Lynn, from you. It says, spirit tribe, not connected by blood, but rather by energy, those who are there for you through the good and the bad, those who are patient and those who are supportive of you and your dreams, spirit tribe sister. So we are your family Mm -hmm. and you're allowed to leave your stuff. And the good news is, is that everybody was pulling their weight. So you didn't have to do everything like you normally do at a catering thing. And I know that that's That's what what you're feeling. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it totally was. And boy, it just popped out of my subconscious and had a big screaming, roaring monster face.
2: But your monster face is pretty funny. Like I was laughing inside cuz you're cute. You're like a cute monster face.
1: And I was trying not to freak out because people kept saying and you know what if someone takes your stuff you you know we're all we're all family and in my mind I was like but I still want my stuff and I was feeling not like I was trying to tell myself it's okay to want my stuff back, you it know? Is. Because then someone else was like missing a salt lamp oh, or something yeah. and oh, yeah. so I'm like it's okay to want my possessions back because I was feeling like I was not being told it was okay to want my stuff back, you know? Yeah, no. It was... I was having lots of first thought wrongs about that (laughs) cleanup (laughs) session too. I'm so glad it's over. A. K. you know, just... Put your name on shit if you want it back, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> Note to self, right? Yeah,
0: right. And I nice. didn't even care if I got my stuff back. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't in anyone's way. Okay. I would have cared less about that. Yeah.
2: So, so we're all just just a bunch of people in recovery yeah, trying to get right. better and well not, put noticing our triggers. I mean, that's what that is. And, yeah. and today we can because mm-hmm. before I would have had a temper tantrum mm-hmm. and I would have been like, "Where's my stuff?" You know, like I would have been a little bit feisty about it. And I was able to be like, well, if I can't find it, I can't find it everything's kind of everybody wants to get out of here I'll deal with it later I know where these people live you know like that was my thing because I, I I, was having the same feeling like well what about mine well mm-hmm. I know mine's here um, the salt lamp fiasco <laughs> but, um, but then when it was happening I was like hey you know what I'll get it back
0: and let's be clear there were uh, like 27 salt lamps yeah, with this and thing
2: then,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they're all almost identical I was gonna so say, mine was more ovular and you ovular. know not as square <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> that's the kind. Conversations we were all having. No, mine had
0: this kind of tag on it, and I got oh it from goodness. Home Goods. And well, mine was kind of old and grungy, and I would have been happy taking any of them, home. <laughs> except for the one that had the broken socket. I didn't want that one.
2: <laughs> well, um, I'm gonna we're we're gonna segue into our um, actual podcast topic, topic. Yeah. yeah, which is the fifth agreement. Um, they added one a yeah. couple years back. I don't know how many years back. I guess I can look. The lesser but- known. But I will, I will read what it is, and it's about be skeptical, but learn to listen. Don't believe yourself or anybody else. Use the power of doubt to question everything you hear. Is it really the truth? Listen to the intent behind the words, and you will understand the real message.
0: And for Definition Corner, you know, I named that last week. I don't know if you all noticed that or not, but I decided that it needed a name that little segment. Definition Corner. Definition Corner. So my... Yeah, my Definition Corner this week, and you know, I already lost it.
1: Are you going to do skeptical?
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm doing skeptical. Um, You're so smart. Inclined skepticism. I love when they give the adjective first. I'm like, well, duh, of course it is. Um, But it's doubtful about a particular thing, showing doubt, denying or questioning the tenets of something. So that's, that's the skeptical. And everybody says you should always have a healthy dose of skepticism. Um, and when I was reading, I kind of did this um, cliff notes of the Fifth Agreement, and what really jumped out at me was, um, you know, that humans speak with symbols and that symbols are only the truth because we agree.
2: Right. So, okay, so I want to read this one part to explain um the difference between the truth and, and our stories or whatnot. Because we all have an invisible backpack, I learned yesterday. And I've never heard quite heard it uh, worded that way. And I love it because we all come to the table with different experiences and different feelings and different triggers. And we are bringing our own thing, but nobody knows that we're bringing. Um, well, I always had to get you know, hand-me-downs from my family. So when I have something new, I really want to take care of it or whatnot. You know, we all have our own things, right? So um, what he says in here is, well, you will not believe all the stories that we artists, which we are all artists. And and the Toltec, what's it called? Religion or... Mm -hmm. or, Toltec religion. Yeah. They think of humans as artists. We're artists of the spirit, okay? Because we're all creating all the time. That we artists create with our knowledge. You know that most of our knowledge isn't true. The whole symbology isn't true. So don't believe me, don't believe yourself, and don't believe anybody else. The truth doesn't need you to believe it. The truth simply is. And it survives whether you believe it or not. Lies need you to believe them. If you don't believe lies, they don't survive your skepticism, and they simply disappear. Mm. The truth just is. The truth always wins. That's heavy. Mm-hmm.
0: It is very. Um, the other thing I was just reading is whenever you hear a message from yourself or from another artist, simply ask, is it truth or is it not truth? Is it really or is it virtual reality? Is it reality or virtual reality? The doubt takes you behind the symbols and makes you responsible for every message you deliver and receive. And, and the only way you can do that is by listening.
2: Well, and listening is such a hard skill.
0: Lord, don't I know it.
2: Because we're always thinking, right? Didn't they say we have like 60,000 thoughts in a day or something crazy like that? Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I've really been practicing that for several years, improv. Yeah,
0: You know what that skill has helped me, um, how I've learned to hone that skill better is in meetings um, in the program because, especially in the beginning for me, when you know that you're going to be on the spot to share, you're really thinking about what you want to say, what you want to say. And as you get more comfortable, you start letting go of that a little bit. And then that that is when you actually start listening to the other people and you can internalize that, process it for how it affects you or doesn't affect you. And then your share is going to be more meaningful. But just being able to stop my thought process and be engaged and in the moment and listening, I think I was never really even half good at it until I sat in meetings.
2: Well, you have to be quiet. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the good thing about yeah. like, that's why it works. hmm that's why meetings work, because we have to be quiet when other people... No crosstalk. Yeah. You know, there, there is something special and magical about that. You have your time, you don't take up too much, you just be. Right. And it's really hard, I know, and um, I've gotten a lot better at mm-hmm. it, and I... And I Consciously have to like sometimes just breathe in, breathe out, and bring myself back to the moment because I'm thinking about oh I got to go finish those chairs or I got to go do my laundry or mm-hmm. we got to go po- do the podcast and and um, consciously just breathing in and breathing out and being there with the people that I'm there with and sharing that energy and when I do I always come out of a meeting cleansed and sustained and feeling more personal strength right.
1: I like that. Well, I just wanted to know more examples because this is an agreement I'm less familiar with, mm-hmm. and I did a little bit of research before today, but n- not much. I was just I like that you gave an example, Lynn, of mm-hmm. you know using this in meetings, but where else? You where know, else what in my other? Life, I- well, let me say this one thing first. too. when I did read what I read about this agreement, because I don't actually have the Fifth Agreement book, but I thought about when Chelsea had commented about putting your trots on, your trots oh. on trots on trial <laughs> What your trots on th- on, your thoughts thoughts on, on trial your thoughts on trial Ooh. so be skeptical mm-hmm. meaning
0: examine it. examine
1: it and then learn to listen to figure out what other people you know where you got your own symbology where other people are getting their symbology mm-hmm. um symbology i'm pretty sure i just made that word up i think it's symbolism it is um mm-hmm. So I, I, just I'm I'm just creating new agreements with myself. It's symbology now. Well,
0: I'll Not tell symbolism. you another good example of listening is uh, we three in the podcast because when you're recording, you can't talk over each other. You have to wait and listen. And we've talked about before about you know how how to. Ha- uh, develop better habits. One of them is jotting down notes. That helps in any any situation. If you're in a doctor's office, if you are at work, wherever it is, when someone else is talking, jot down just a, if it's a word that'll help you to, to keep that. And then you can let go of your anxiety of trying to remember what you need to ask next or say next or all of that. So I think that's another extension of what you were asking about for examples of listening.
2: Yeah, Well, and I can read something that might clarify that, and it talks about you listen to the way other people, and this is from the book, you listen to the way other people express their symbols knowing that whatever they say is distorted by their beliefs. You know that what they're telling you is nothing but a story, and you know that because you can feel it. You just know but you also know when their words come from truth and you know without words, and that's the main point. So think about it. Think of, Meetings are a great example of this. Think about when somebody has a share that you just feel in your gut. You can relate to it. You can feel their feelings. You believe them. I think we have so many examples of this, and think about when you can tell even in your work day when someone is bullshitting. Like you can just tell you know. And sometimes when we're so wrapped up in our own thoughts, Mm -hmm. we're not paying attention to that knowingness. That's why being present and listening is so important because especially at work, you can get snowballed into doing things with friends. I mean, if you're not listening and paying attention to what works for you and what doesn't work for right. you, you can get caught up in a lot of mumbo-jumbo, I think.
0: Well, and especially in the beginning when you're first entering this world of mindfulness and being in the moment, I didn't understand what mindfulness meant. I was in, ther- in meeting with therapists years ago, and she was trying to talk to me about mindfulness. I couldn't even get the concept. I mean, it was so foreign to me to even think about calming my brain down enough to just appreciate the exact moment that I was in the exact second that I was in there was just no way I could do it so it really is a process and you can't beat yourself up about this the being like being perfect basically cuz you're not going to be perfect. It's all about the work and and learning something that works for you and when Vicky when you're saying listening to yourself, that takes a long time. And then once you may hear an inner voice, you got to learn to trust that inner voice. And even if there's facts in front of you that are negating what your inner voice is telling you, you have to listen to your inner voice. That's cuz that's all you have. That is your truth. That's well, your that's story. spirit, right? Yeah. In
2: my mind, that's spirit talking to me. And you also have to be skeptical of your own thoughts and Mm -hmm. find out if that's the truth because you want something else. Is it, you know, when we're in the program and they talk about what are your motivations, Mm -hmm. why are you doing this? That's exactly what this is. When you listen to yourself and say, am I doing this because of my ego or am I doing this because I really feel called to do it or need to do it or think it's the right thing being honest or not Mm -hmm. being honest. I mean, there's so many... right. Ways we shouldn't believe ourselves. like Because when our feelings get hurt, that whole example you gave, mm-hmm. that is your inner voice was saying all these yucky things, but they weren't the truth.
0: They weren't the truth.
2: Right. And so the truth comes there's out. There's a good
0: example. Yeah. Thank you, Vicky. That was good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the other cool thing that, well, there's so many cool things about Senor Ruiz, but what I really like is how he brings everything back to communication.
2: Well, it's, Yeah.
0: It, that is, there's your foundation, and we were talking earlier about you know foundation things and anything that you do, you've got to have that bedrock. That word is used a lot in the bed in the big book about your bedrock. Our bedrock as humans is communication.
1: Well, and for me, I I hear what you're saying. For mm-hmm. me, the foundation of all of this was like agreements, uh, like communicating with myself, right? Communicating to break these old habits and beliefs that tether down my soul, you mm-hmm. know, that keep me living in a state of like fear, anxiety. So I, I keep going back to like, wow, on like just on a fundamental human level, we have these like agreements from the time we're born and even, okay, so there's like the agreement that you know, if you pull up to a stoplight and there's a left-hand turn lane and a go straight lane, you don't go into the left-hand turn lane and then when the light turns green, go straight. Right? right. Like this is an agreement we made. These are laws, right? Mm-hmm. And just on such like everything we do is an agreement. And so that and a lot of it is the and then we communicate that we are our how we communicate with others is telling them whether we agree with their agreements or not. Right? And I don't know, it's just made me so much more aware of when I feel like I'm being criticized by someone else being able to understand why I'm feeling criticized Mm -hmm. and be able to understand where they're coming from like why they're feeling it's important for them to opinionate that to me and I'm dealing with a lot of this with my relationship with Dave I'm trying to better understand why is what he's saying hurting me or why does it irritate me you know what agreement have I made that makes what he's saying to me not okay Mm -hmm. and what agreements does he have in his life that's making him feel it's appropriate to say those things Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. and then trying to like discuss with him through that like well I you know and it's a lot of for me is explaining to him the two years that I had sober before I met him I learned a lot about myself and how to love myself. So some of the things he says is not in agreement with all of the soul searching that I did in those 2 years right. to be okay with whatever I wear, you know, however I spend my time to be loving when I loving towards myself when I fail or if I don't meet my my own expectations for things. And so this has been this whole fifth agreements talk and researching this and doing this again has been so Instrumental to me and my relationship, you know, with Dave right now, mm-hmm. because I can see where our beliefs come from.
2: Well, Don, Don Miguel talks exactly about what you were talking about in here. He says, "Okay, I am only one half of the message. You are the other half. I am responsible for what I say, but I am not responsible for what you understand. You are responsible for what you understand." You are responsible for whatever you do with what you hear in your head because you are the only one who gives meaning to every word that you hear. And and what I really like, and I I heard it in a podcast a long time ago, about relationships. And um, we need to come, like she says, this woman says, Brooke Castillo. Mm -hmm. She says, we need to come to the table... Loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves. I come to the relationship. I take care of me. You take care of you. So then when we're together, I need to just be available to be loved. And you you need to be available to love. And my job is only to love you and love myself. It's not to make you feel loved or whatever. And, and I think that's what you're learning. And we have to communicate like it's exactly about communicating it is
0: Um, i just read this really beautiful thing truth or fiction you don't have to believe anyone's story you don't have to agree or disagree just listen the more impeccable a person is with their word the clearer the message will be but the words that come from another artist have nothing to do with you it's nothing personal
2: Wow. And it's so powerful when you put all this together. And I think right now in our society, being skeptical is extremely important yeah. because we are getting fed so much information. And I can't tell you how many times I'm scrolling through things and I think what I'm... Read, read about like I'll read a snippet of something and I'll think it's the truth but I won't follow it like I won't go read the actual story sometimes the headline is completely the opposite of what they're trying to say clickbait in an article yeah. oh, oh,
0: we were talking about our social media presence earlier and I said something about clickbait that I live on clickbait when I'm online live on it that's what that's what I stop and look at and read
1: well and it's funny too because we should be more skeptical because mm-hmm. in an Instagram world I find myself having like forming new agreements that I never had before like I never thought it was super important like just some of the the like fashion blogs and style blogs that I follow all of a sudden like I care more about that stuff and I'm thinking like you know someone's worth is maybe I'm starting to have these agreements that people who are well put together are you know doing better with their lives or something. And like, wait, I never had this agreement before. I never judged people on that. So it's like you got to be careful what you let in too, like what communication you let in, and oh, yeah. what you follow. You
2: well, know, well, on a um, like a level of <laughs> understanding different times, I was in college when I decided I was not going to read any more Cosmopolitan, any more magazines, because I was starting to feel bad about myself because I wasn't perfect and I wasn't picturesque and I Mm -hmm. wasn't all these things. And it's so interesting that like maybe sometimes you don't follow a certain blog if it makes you feel like that. Yeah. You know, you don't follow that person on Instagram because you don't need to feel like that. You are, you are beautiful just as you are.
1: Oh, I've had to do that when I start to feel like the little green monster, like a little twinge, twinge of jealousy. And it doesn't happen right away because part of me is like now invested in these other people's lives and their Instagrams and stuff like that. But every once in a while I go and reassess and I say, I don't like feeling Jealousy when I'm looking at this person's social media account, unfollow, unfollow. Right. And that is freeing too, just oh, to yeah. know
0: Absolutely. that you can do that. Um, the other, It says if there's information that hooks your attention, then you really want to listen to find out if what it is saying is important to you. That's exactly what you're talking about. It's like when we're doing that scrolling, we're we're f- finding something that catches our attention, and we're like, "Ooh, I want to look like that, or I want to own that, or if I if mm-hmm. I do this, I'll be more successful, beautiful, desirable." Yeah, this it's so insidious. Well, advertising in general is brilliant, insidious, and a little evil, but it works. I mean, it's you know that's why it's such a big um, economy driver.
2: So you know, on my videos that I do for YouTube. I um, sometimes I. You told
0: me this. Yeah,
2: sometimes I'm I'm on there with um, makeup, and sometimes I'm not. And sometimes I try to just come as I am. But the funniest thing is that you get these three thumbnail choices when you have a video, and sometimes I look crazy because it, it'll catch you looking weird or something. I always try to pick the funniest one, um, but what I've found the days that i do my hair and do my mm-hmm. makeup i have way more i have way more engagement yeah. and i've found myself like trying to put makeup on and really that's not the truth of what i'm trying to give so i'm just going to do it like i've been doing it however mm-hmm. if i'm if that day i have it on then i'll do it if i don't i don't but right. but the days that i do i definitely see a difference in who like people watching it's pretty funny that's that yeah wow
0: It is. But you know, that's how our brains have been trained to look at or pay attention to a more polished version of whomever it is. They're going to be a more reliable spokesperson. They're probably going to... What they have to say is probably going to be more relatable. Well, that's the agreement that we have. that's the agreement. God, I never thought of it like that.
1: And I think about now, because we've been doing this, I Mm -hmm. think about it in those terms a lot. Not all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, but a lot. I'm like what agreement is this? Why do you know and at, at work I'm thinking when I start to feel like inferior or anxious I'm like okay what agreement is this? This is the agreement that I have to have this many sales and this you know and I'm not worth anything if I don't you know come in at this number at the end of the at the end of the week and that's not true. Am I proud of myself? You know, did I help my customers this week? Did I care to the one did I care about the ones who called in? Did I talk to them? Did I give them mm-hmm. my attention? Did I return the voicemails? Did you do your best? Did I do my did best? Did you do your it's, best? Exactly. And I've this has been
2: a game changer for me in my life right now. That is awesome. Right, when I was when I had this book up on um, my thing for um for the giveaway mm-hmm. and shout out to Cindy and Cassandra. Woo. They, they both won the book. Woo, woo. Um, and it was, I didn't even pick it cause King sumo picks it. They, you do everything. Yeah. Well, it's, it's King sumo. <laughs> hiya. Hiya. Um, I don't know what I that is. I see this big, was. I see this
0: big man, you know, when they rock from mm-hmm. foot to foot. I love it. I,
2: love I it. It. I've, oh, You know what's funny? I've always wanted to be a sumo wrestler. Hmm. Like, in another life or something.
1: There's no part of me ever
2: that's ever wanted to <laughs> nope. be
1: a sumo
0: wrestler. The I, diaper alone is a hint. Right. A hint. The thong
2: diaper. Not <laughs> yeah. just the diaper. The maybe thong I diaper. The power of the sumo. Yeah. You know, maybe that's just what that speaks sure. to me because they're just like. Uh. Well,
0: they're like elephants. Yeah. An elephant like is your spirit animal. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. To, where were you to
0: going? all the sumo <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> so, where were you going with this? <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't know. If I can interject two quick little relatable stories. Um, I met a new person and we were talking and kind of getting to know each other, and I don't even know how it got on the topic of communication. And I said, you know, I've struggled in my professional career for a long time because I'm very direct and people get their feelings hurt. And it's not personal. It's just when I have a limited amount of time, energy, resources, I get to the point. Chef Lynn voice. (laughs) It is Chef Lynn voice. And at my current job, we were doing a big event, and there was a person that came in to help, and she's young, sensitive, you know, all the things. And I was, I mean, I had my head down and I was working, and she said, where can I help? And I said, not here. (laughs) And that came across, I guess, as kind of ugly. So I got reprimanded, and I, I'm like, but I, I was really upset about that. I'm like, there was no, nothing personal about that. I went back to her, made amends, everything was fine. So I was talking to this person about it, and he said, you, "You, the reason you got so upset is not because you got reprimanded. You got upset because the person didn't understand that you feel like you are one of the nicest people on the planet, and it was misconstrued, and that triggered in you, and it hurt. That's why I got so upset, and I never thought of it that way.
2: Your agreement with yourself that you're the nicest person mm-hmm. in the world. And
0: then I would never intentionally hurt anyone. Right. Yeah. And it was misconstrued, and that's what hurt.
2: Well, and that's what this is talking about. You are not responsible for how mm-hmm. someone takes it.
0: But it gets me in trouble at work, Vicki. But,
2: well, <laughs> you do get a little feisty, and um, but I understand it. Yeah. And I think when people don't understand it, maybe that's a lesson in talking to people before an event and saying, mm-hmm. hey, listen, when I'm in the weeds... I head down. Yeah, just kind of let me flow. I'll tell you if I need right. something. You know? And
0: we have we've worked on that, and because of that incident, it has helped. Because we have a lot of our staff that are older people that help, and we have a lot of volunteers. And we do a pre-event meeting, and I say, if I'm telling you I don't need anything, just go find another person on the staff because I don't have time right now to think about it, and just move out of the kitchen basically because I don't have I don't have anything extra in my attention span to help with you right now. But it's not anything about you. It's just the way it is.
2: And that's communication. And that is communication. Um, no, but about the this book being a life changer, you know, because I don't like game changer, but it, it really is a game changer. Yep. I mean it really has shifted me in ways that I can't even imagine, Brian. And and the fact that you're paying attention to that in all areas of your life is huge. That's where real transformation is gonna happen. I mean, it's it's amazing and beautiful and hard. It's hard. This is hard stuff.
0: But but you know what? We live hard.
2: Yeah, we do. I do. Everything I do is <laughs> hard. Yeah. I thought of the other thing I was
0: going to say. I'm talking about doing your best. I was at work last week, and I was so tired because of the weekend before, and I had to work on Sunday. I had a big event on Monday, yada, yada, yada. So on Wednesdays, I do after-school snacks for the homework club, and we do fresh muffins on Wednesday, and I pulled them out of the freezer, and I had 24, and there's always at least 30 kids. I'm like, God damn it. Sorry, I said that. And um, so I went to the guys that are in charge of it, and I said, How, what's our average on and, or on Wednesdays? And he's like, it's 30. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I could just go and just pretend like I didn't know. And then I stopped. I'm like, Lynn, do your best. So I got all the shit out, and I made like two dozen more muffins. And I want you to know the next day I came in, and they'd only eaten like six of them because none of the kids like blueberry. I was so mad. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> I'm I so pissed. But I did my best and I walked out of the door that afternoon knowing that I'd done the right thing instead of just letting it go.
1: And you had some extra muffins.
2: <laughs> that they won't eat. Look, why can't you eat the muffins? I don't eat muffins. Oh. No muffins. No more muffins. <laughs> no muffins, no muffin tops. No
0: dusty muffins.
1: Well, see, okay, but really quick, that is one of the arguments. Against doing your best sometimes. And I think that's why people sometimes don't do their Mm -hmm. best is because then they think, well, when I do my best, even though you do feel good or they say you should feel good every time you do your best, but sometimes you still don't. Sometimes you still are kind of like, well, damn! I made too many muffins, and I didn't have to. I was, well, that's yeah. you
2: having another agreement. That's you having an expectation of people liking what you did. You have to let go of that. That's yeah. what that's what Don Miguel is saying. I was more so just being lazy because sometimes you get negatively
1: reinforced that your best nobody's going to recognize it or that it didn't. It wasn't necessary to
0: to, to do your best. You know what I'm? Does that so, make sense? yes,
2: I do. But the whole point is, yes. it doesn't matter what other people think. It
0: doesn't, and it also doesn't matter if um, you did it and nobody recognized it. Right. That's what you just said. Well, Sorry. No.
1: Do your best is probably one of my weakest areas it's hard. of agreement. It's, it is
2: hard. But it's because, see, see, there's a there's an order. And it kind of reminds me, do your best kind of reminds me of step 10. And when we do our inventory and we make our amends. Mm-hmm. Because when I do that every single day, I live clean. Right, it's not just about recovery, or in, that makes me wake up without any heaviness. Like, oh mm-hmm. God, I had I talked to Maya like a jerk, or I I was short with somebody, or whatever it is. I at least if I go through it at night with myself, and then I had come to the table and address it, that's doing my best. Mm-hmm. But of course, you're not gonna fe- feel. Like, of course, you're going to have those feelings. Those feelings are natural. Those are agreements. They have been with us since we were yay big.
0: Uh, four, actually, is when you start making those agreements. Before you're four years old, you're pretty much just surviving. You're, you need someone to m- make sure that you're clothed and fed and sheltered. At four years of age, that's when we really start making those agreements. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to watch for that in Dave's Nephew. There you go. It's interesting. See what agreements right? he's making as you can, a four-year-old. Mold
2: him as you want. Oh,
1: I'm going to mold
2: him <laughs> while I'm in Indiana with them <laughs> well, next weekend. I'll anything. tell you guys, I'm babysitting, and when I am, tr- it's hard not to give people agreements and these symbols. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it because I'm teaching them how to say words. They're yeah. learning their words, and I'm doing books with them, and I'm doing ABCs and one two threes, and 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 that just comes naturally. But I'm like, am I not supposed to be doing that? But they need to learn how to talk. I mean, it's it's you feel like, am I putting agreements onto them? Like, oh, this is a girly thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, there are mm-hmm. so many ways that we don't even know what we're doing. And and I'm like, is this right or is this wrong? Am I supposed to teach? You know, I mean, well, you're I'm, being skeptical. Yeah,
0: you are being skeptical. I was gonna say, and maybe another addendum to all these agreements is don't overanalyze. <laughs>
2: You're telling that to me. Well, that's kind of
1: like don't take it personally. Yeah, Yeah. it it could fall under parts of that. Could fall under that. Yeah,
2: it's interesting. It is. It's It's life changing. It makes you think about it all the time. Yeah, and but I feel like you have to
1: revisit it at least once a year. You know, this is one of those things that you you know, and hopefully we got a pretty good group that it crops up in our group every Mm -hmm. couple of months. So you do have to think about it again.
0: Well, as we were talking about at the very, when we first started this endeavor, it's just like reading the Bible or any kind of literature that you want to have as a kind of a roadmap for your life. You don't just read it. It's not a one and done. You're constantly revisiting it. And like the lady in the review that I said, as soon as she finishes it, she starts again. And I think that that really is the way that you can help to retrain your brain and to rewrite your stories. Cement it. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and one of the things that you said earlier about if it if it makes you if it makes you think or if it what was that you agree with it yeah if you feel something with it and you then you vibe and it's kind of like that feeling of what the truth is Mm the truth simply is you don't have to fight for the truth you don't have to convince the truth the truth just is it's like love Mm -hmm. love just is yeah yeah
0: Bree's got a very deep thoughts yeah she's Jack she's Andula. been thinking
2: this whole episode she has
0: i love it and i love because i get to sit across from these too so i love to use them for me to um keep going to like, feed encur- you. encouragement yeah it's fun
2: we feed each other nom yum, <laughs> nom nom i've got some golden nuggets okay oh can Giddy we up. eat those too can you feed us some golden nuggets yeah yum yum, yum. Yummy, be- yummy yummy we'd be like pac-man <laughs> 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 Those, they
1: are golden nuggets in Pac Man, yeah. though,
2: too.
0: Anyways. Um. Bree said something about where do we get our symbolism. So that's uh, back to that thing of putting your thoughts on trial. Chelsea will continue quoting this probably for the rest of our podcast lives because it's so true. Where does the symbolism come through? And the only way you can do that is by to really examine what it is. And then the other thing that you said, Brie, was old habits that tether our soul.
2: Oh, well, you stole mine. I know. I, <laughs> well, I saw you
0: writing it too. It was so beautiful. I love just that, that line, old habits that tether our soul.
2: Yeah, and that's what they do. And which made me think of this one book. I think I have recommended it to you before, Bree. It's called um, The Untethered Soul. Yeah. And it is so good by Michael Singer and it's it's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, it's all about that truth piece, I think. It all boils down to what is your truth and how so many times we fought, at least me I follow into other people's truths because I think that's important, more important than my own. So I'm not coming to the table with truth when I do that. But when I come to the table just being and allowing and noticing, it's such a better... You can communicate better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's very confusing. (laughs) It is confusing. My golden nugget? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I think it was... Just kind of coming to the realization that I need to you know, yeah, put your put your thoughts on trial, put others' behavior on trial, not like to them, but like in your own mind, you know, and to and, and to listen in order to do that. I, and because we always say in program too, you know, if you listen, the answers will come, and it's mm-hmm. in those still quiet moments. And so I'm just kind of having like an aha moment right now about being skeptical and listening and getting right. quiet and not taking things personally or jumping to conclusions and all of these things tie together so they much. They totally
0: do. And even like the circumstance when I was reprimanded for being rude to a coworker, there was a lot of growth that came out of that. And I was able to take what are just kind of, I call them my little, well, they are character defaults, but my, like my little ticks when I'm in professional mode and Understanding, recognizing, embracing them, and then learning how we can make it work—you know—with everyone else and growing from that.
2: I just I love Don Miguel Ruiz and his mm. thought process and everything that he's learned and the way he communicates it. Like I'm gonna send a little message to him on Instagram yeah. and, and tell him how great he is, <laughs> but who knows if he reads it or if his you know whatever. But he's it, a life changer. He is. I mean, his, his the way he's communicated it because it's the truth, mm-hmm. has really impacted me personally, and I'm so grateful for that. Yes.
0: Same. Amen. I guess that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Um, again, thank you, everyone, for uh, downloading, listening to us. As always, we're going to ask for a share, review, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody about us.
1: <laughs> just subscribe to it and just start just mass group text it to people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. press the share button and just... Yeah. Send it oh, to and, random numbers too.
0: And can I do a shout out to Eric and to Douglas for their very kind and very welcome comments this week? We love getting feedback and it's just awesome. I'm so glad that you guys are listening to it and getting something out of it.
2: I, I have an update on my Soul Star Sparkle board. Give it up. I did my painting. I painted oh, my furniture. Yeah. That was uh, that was number two. She That's did it. That's amazing. Yep, she did it. So I can actually put a real picture on the board when we do this.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Okay, so we'll have to do a, a soul sparkle. So this week, whatever was on your soul sparkle board, take some action towards it because we're going to talk about it next week. Okay, okay.
2: we are on track. Down. East down. Or maybe and down. not
1: next week because next week we have maybe something else special in store oh yes oh
2: yeah we'll see or not you're gonna have to tune in to find out (laughs) tune in tune out tribe in tribe out tribe Tribe
1: out. out thanks for listening to another episode of telling on ourselves please rate review share subscribe download our podcast at apple podcasts spotify and stitcher and if you want more telling on ourselves please find us and follow us and like us on instagram and facebook at telling on ourselves tribe out